Each episode of Education with an Edge is meant to create, cultivate, and inspire honest discussion about issues affecting youth. Hosted by author, artist, educator, advocate, and speaker, Jaquel Lane. Hello and welcome. My name is Jaquel Lane, your hostess of Education with an Edge, and I am so very excited for today's episode. I am here with the Mrs. Rachel Fox, and I cannot even tell you how much of an inspiration Rachel has been to me. She is empowering individuals to achieve their dreams and has been for nearly two decades. Her unparalleled energy, humor, experience, and expertise have made her a trusted partner to individuals and institutions. She is a dear friend of mine and a firm believer that nothing is impossible. I am so very grateful to have you here, Rachel, and to talk about all the amazing things that you are doing in our community. And one of the things that is, I know, nearest and dearest to your heart is your nonprofit organization, Go Girl, which you founded, Mm -hmm. which is just absolutely phenomenal. So can you first off tell us a little bit about Go Girl, and then we're going to get into all the fabulous, our guests are going to want to hear about your life, about so many great things that are going on with you. Well, girl, that is so exciting. First, um, let me just give you just a little correction. It's You Go Girl. You Go Girl. You Go Girl. I love that. I love that. (laughs) I like that a thousand times better. So So You Go Girl was birthed in 2018, um, and really it's been something that I've used as a catalyst to create change for girls and women. When my daughter, who is now 14, was diagnosed with a rare disease, I did not see a nonprofit organization in my future. I just wanted to get her healthy and whole. But when she encountered bullying, I couldn't help but to see the tears in her eyes and see myself in her eyes and see all the other girls and possibly women who may still face the negative impacts of bullying. And that stems from low self-esteem, we find. And so that's why You Go Girl was founded so that girls and women can see what they can be. And that's what we did. We have created experiences for them where they can feel encouraged, empowered, and inspired. And we are so blessed to be able to do that in many, many ways, such as getting them interested in coding, allowing them to utilize their voice with civic engagement. We're getting ready to sponsor another round of Omaha Women's Day March. And it is so awesome to see what girls and women can do when they focus their energy towards the things that are positive. I cannot tell you how impactful that is, and especially for our audience, because our our hope at Education with an Edge is that young people are listening to this. And so I hope that we get lots of new recruits for you, and I hope that we will, because every girl in Omaha needs to be a part of what you're doing. I, I think hope it's so. so phenomenal. And then, of course, I have to brag about my friend just a little bit. Um, in addition to... Um, founding You Go Girl. Um, She is also a motivational speaker. Uh, She owns a business with her her husband, a remodeling company, Um, and she was also named the Greater Omaha Chamber of Commerce's uh, Young Professional Changemaker Award and was granted the 2019 10 Outstanding Young Omahans Award. She is also a top finalist of the Mrs. Nebraska pageant in 2019 and 2020. And she is the recipient of the Leadership Award from the Leadership Africa Summit in 2019. I am just blessed to be in your presence. Oh, like, girl. <laughs> you are a woman that 
empowers other women to be better, to strive for more. And I'm always amazed at following you on social media or just following you in the community. Can we just talk for a little bit, talk about a phenomenal woman how many, how many babies do you, how many children do you have? Well, I have 11 this children <laughs> and one grandbaby. Yeah. And she, I mean, aside <laughs> from being stunningly gorgeous and incredibly talented, like you're a rock star mom. Oh, like I, I, you need to write a book on like how you do it all and juggle it all. I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm okay. glad you mentioned that. That's a great segue and you didn't even mean to do I it. Guess what? Do, Guess yes. what? Guess what? Whoever's listening <laughs> I have a book that is coming out this year and pre-orders are available March 1st. March 1st, people. You yes. heard it here. I'm I'm going to be first in line to get that copy. And it's called Right Back to Me. And it's all about self-discovery. It's all about the things that we don't want to face, but we have to face in order to find that journey back to ourselves. So I am excited. I'm working with um, an agent. And so the pre-sales are going to be able to allow for me to get picked up by a publisher. So I'm very excited. Would love anybody's support on that. That is phenomenal. And I have no doubt. I mean, obviously our audience will stand behind you in that. I will stand behind you in that. And I think that that is such an important concept because as a woman that does it all, and we've been told for so long that we, we couldn't have it all or we couldn't do it all. We either had to choose between our career, our families or what have you. I think that the title of your book is so it's so important because oftentimes in that struggle, we lose ourselves. And so thank you for having the vision to write that for so many women who are needing a helping hand and are needing encouragement right now. So that's phenomenal. Absolutely. Thank you. So <laughs> we will just get into the nitty gritty um, of our podcast, which is to empower young people. And we know that in our society that young people are going through a lot, especially this past year with the pandemic. And, you know, I think that it's important for people like you, people look at you and they see how successful you are. And it just looks like everything magically happened, you know, a perfect life, a successful career, a loving husband and family. But maybe people don't realize that there were some hurdles and there were some setbacks along the way. And one of the things I love the most about you is your honesty. And so um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, your childhood, and some personal information? Yeah, yeah, let's get into it. Let's 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 get down to the real because sometimes when you see people on social media, you have this perception that they present and everybody tries to put their best foot forward, but you don't really know the backstory. I mean, a lot of preachers like to say, you don't judge my, my glory until you know my story. So part of my story is I grew up in the South. I was born in Tupelo, Mississippi. I was raised by faith, faith believing uh, mom and dad. My dad was a pastor. My mom is a pastor. They both are still pastoring to this day. Um, and we came to the Midwest by way of an opportunity for my dad to pastor a Baptist church. I had never heard of Nebraska, didn't know anything about the Cornhuskers or anything like that. I was just a six-year-old, happy-go-lucky little girl, and um, I think that having a, a background and a foundation of faith is really what's kept me all this time um, through childhood, through adolescence. Um, I wasn't always as what you see today. I went through a lot of um, 
personal struggles, trying to find belonging in different different areas of my life, um, not really realizing that I just needed to find that belonging in me. Um, so I went through bullying, low self-esteem, um, bad relationships, all these types of things. Um, and not really understanding that having having a knowledge of who I am was really all that I needed. Um, so um, it, professionally, I was blessed with the opportunity to be able to um, be amongst a lot of other individuals in sales, marketing, um, project management, technology. I love technology. Oh my gosh. I love apps. I am an appaholic, um, and I don't want to be cured from it. If there's a latest app out there, I am on it. Um, my children love technology and I'm a huge advocate of getting more girls and women involved in technology. There are not enough of us there. There's not enough diversity there. And so anytime I can teach a girl or a woman, um, how to code or how to build a website or how to look behind something and see how something works. I am all for that. So that's kind of a little bit of my background. Um, I love my family. The best place for me to be is right at home in my pajamas with my feet kicked up with my little baby on my hip. I just love it. I love being a mom. I love being a sister. I love being a wife and I love my community. So that is that is some of who I am. I don't like checking a lot of boxes of um, of who I am or what I do because that could change. Amen. My interests grow as a human being, we evolve all of the time. And so I don't like to encapsulize myself by saying I'm just this or I'm just that. And if you're listening um, today and you're saying to yourself, oh, I'm just this or I'm just that. No, you're not. You're that and so much more. Um, so I just wanted to send that out there to the atmosphere, to whoever might be listening, whether you're in school right now, you're saying I'm just in seventh grade, I'm just in eighth grade, or I'm just in high school. No, you're that and you're so much more. So do not ever let yourself be defined by this moment or what boxes somebody might check off for you. I That is so powerful because I think back to times in my life, and I'm sure that you had these two where you just didn't know when it was going to be over. You know, you're like, God, when am, when am I going to come out of this? Am I going to come out of it okay? Mm-hmm. You know, and there's so many young people that are wondering that. Will I ever get out of middle school? And maybe they're being mistreated. And the fact is, is that, yes, you will, and you will come out better. And your testimony is, is, is an attribute to that. I mean, so thank you for sharing. That's phenomenal. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And I do have to brag on her a little bit. She had literally just had her son and she strutted her stuff across stage for the Mrs. Nebraska pageant. It was absolutely stunning. And so that was another thing. I'm like, oh, I'm just in awe of all that you do. I mean, you literally just had him and he is such a handsome, he is a a handsome, handsome boy. So what a doll. Um, Looking back on a childhood memory, what did you dream of becoming um, when you grew up and why? When I was little, and I love this question, when I was little, I had such a vivid imagination. And I thought myself to be a hybrid mixture of Mariah Carey, Tony Braxton, Whitney Houston. I was like, God, just pour all of that into me and just make me who I am. I also love Tyra Banks, Naomi Campbell. I love to walk in my mom's high heel shoes up and down the hallway. So I wanted to be a star. 
I didn't want to just be an actress or a singer or a model. I wanted to be a star. I, and, and I just was mesmerized. I don't know if you remember, but um, back in the day when Michael Jackson used to come out with his music videos, we would get around the TV and we'd have a bowl of popcorn and we'd watch him just dance and do all the things. So I used to want to be in theater and do something in the arts um, with music. And uh, fascinating enough, I'm doing just that. I just was in um, a play at the Omaha Community Playhouse uh, in a Christmas carol. Um, so I am able to live out my dream, although I, it didn't happen the way that I thought it would happen. Some of those pieces still stuck with me. Um, the things that I carried as a child, I'm embodying that as an adult. So it's amazing. That is so amazing. And I think it, it also speaks to the fact that when you can visualize it, you can achieve it. And so it's very important for young people to know that, to not, don't stop dreaming and don't stop, don't stop knowing that you can do it. It might not, as you said, happen exactly the way you might not be the next Beyonce, you know, but you know what? You can be, you can be your own version of that. You can be, you can be a better version of that. So Rayonce. That's right. (laughs) That's right. I love it. Um, you know, since once again, this is a show that's geared towards inspiring young people. What do you think the most significant obstacle or challenge of your youth was and how did you overcome it? I think it goes back to finding belonging. Um, When I came here from Arkansas, I did not know um, anyone. I wanted to fit in. I changed the way that I talked um, in order to fit in. I had a real strong country drawl, southern drawl, and my, my schoolmates did not like that. So I began to change who I was to fit in. Um, And that started from elementary school, carried on to middle school, high school, and beyond. I found myself shape-shifting into um, what I thought was the right thing to be at the time. And when you don't take the time to resolve those things, that's why it's very important as young people to get involved with organizations that will help them to discover who they are and to learn how to accept themselves just as they are. Because when I did not do that, it took me a long road to get right back to who I who I originally was. So I would say that was the biggest struggle because when you don't have that confidence, it stifles you in every other situation, whether it's grades, whether it's peer pressure, whether it's anything that you might aspire to do or to be. When you don't have that confidence, it's going to hurt you. So that's the biggest thing I would say um, growing up. Um, was a hurdle for me. I think that that's going to resonate with so many young people because there wasn't a lot of education when I was growing up, at least on bullying, bullying prevention, suicide prevention, mental health. There just wasn't. And I remember just middle school being, I don't know how it was for you, but just a very difficult time. Girls, terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. And it's like, and I'm, I don't know, and I'm like, wow, and I'm a middle school teacher now, and that was like <laughs> some really hellacious years. Um, so it's very interesting, but hopefully um, with everything that people like you are doing and, and trying to get the word out about how, how important this is, that 
that don't change yourself. And that's what I always love when I see these kids come into my classroom and, and you can tell automatically they're fine with themselves. And I'm like, bless you, because that's what we want for every kid. It's like you just march to your own drummer and do your own thing because in the end – that is is your true path, and that's mm-hmm. that's who you are created to be. And so, that that's so that you completely, I mean, nailed it. Um, you know, another kind of interesting thing is that I think that young people, there's so many options and there's so many opportunities, and it's hard for them to understand. Okay, but what do I want to do with the rest of my life? And what should my career path be? And and you know, what do I want to be, or what do I want to become? So. We are very interested, you know, you have had an amazing career, an amazing career, and so many opportunities, and you've worked so hard. So what was your, what was your career path? Did you have something that was kind of laid out in front of you, or, you know, was it just you were blessed and one opportunity after another? What, how, how did you navigate that? Girl, it was like a hodgepodge, a mixture of a, a lot of different things. I know people like to say, well, I went to school and I graduated <laughs> and I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I knew I loved numbers and I wanted to be an accountant. <laughs> well, this is not the person you're talking to, okay? I had all these imaginations over here, all these desires over here. But then I found myself at 21, a young mom. Hello. And so I needed to make ends meet so that I could take care of my son. My very first job I got was doing um, hotel reservations. And I was 16 years old and I knew that I loved theater. So what I would do when I would take hotel reservations is I would change my voice. Oh, I, I would that. sound like I was from Jamaica <laughs> or England, put on my British accent. It was so much fun. I never got in trouble for it. They actually thought it was quite fascinating. Um, and then I just knew that I loved to interact with people. So every job I had after that was either in customer service or some type of a sales position where I was interacting with people. And then I also found that I liked to teach. And so some of my jobs were in training, um, also producing a sales demonstration. But everything that I did had to do with interacting with people, casting a vision for them. Oh, don't you want to put that paper away and use our wonderful system? You would be so much better if you use our system. Um, So I really found that the things that naturally fit for me – shaped my career path. Um, So anything that I did had to do with interacting with people. And sometimes I would interweave some of the things, some of the passions that I had, like, like acting and singing. And, and so it is that today I am a public speaker. I love to interweave some of my famous childhood stories into what I talk about, the comedy. I love, I, I said, if all else fails, if nothing else happens right for me, at least I have one thing. I'm funny. I'm really funny. I can attest to that. Yes. I, I would pay. I would pay to go see. <laughs> see, see, that's see? what I'm talking about. <laughs> I always have a plan B, C, and that C stands for comedy. That's right. I love that. No, but you did say something really important how I don't think that it should feel like work when you truly find your passion. And mm-hmm. if you're a young person listening to to Rachel and I, I mean, I think that it's okay to try a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, 
you know, it's okay. Yeah. Move on. Move on to something else. But I love how you made a situation. Um, I mean, I would have loved that. I would have loved <laughs> to call and make a hotel reservation and had all of these different personalities on the phone. I mean, that just makes work fun. And so taking the positive out of any situation is, That's right. is so important. Yeah, sometimes you have to do what you have to do, but then find the joy in doing what you have to do. Sometimes you have to take that course that you think is not going to matter on down the road. Some people don't like math. I am not a fan of math either. I cannot stand math. But you have to do it in order to get where you need to go. I don't like to exercise, but if I want to be a specific weight or a specific shape, I've got to exercise and put the pancakes down. So you see, sometimes you have to do the things you don't want to do to get where you do want to be. That's, that is so very important. And I think sometimes, once again, with our social media culture, especially for young people, it looks like oh, this has always been the way that it's had to be and people haven't had, they haven't had to work for this or there haven't been, you know, roadblocks. And that's just not, that's just not the way that it is. So that is so important. I will say this one thing about social media. Yes. If you look at somebody's selfie and you are comparing yourself to that, don't compare yourself to somebody's selfie. Compare yourself to the junk pile that they're not showing you. Yes. Yes. So everybody has something that they're not showing you. Absolutely. And everybody has a backstory that they're not revealing. So do not ever compare yourself to somebody's greatness that you see. Everybody's working on themselves. And social media is not a good measuring stick as far as somebody else's success. It just really is not. I saw something the other day that said, don't judge someone in their winning season. You don't know what they lost in their losing season. And Amen I think that's that. so empowering because we don't see that. Mm-hmm. We're not privy to that. And everybody has it. Yep. Every everybody person. has one. Um, you know, I, you are so very passionate in our community about implementing opportunities um, for women of diversity and for, you know, in just being so very inclusive um, and so I, can you can you expand on this a little bit and and maybe share some personal experiences and maybe we can reach out to see some young women that are struggling right now? Absolutely. So you go, girl. The mission behind it is to encourage, empower and inspire all girls and all women everywhere. That is a bold statement. We know that. Um, And we know that it might not be possible to reach every single woman and every single girl, but we want to open up the door to where that is possible. Um, And we want them to be able to see what they can be through our organization. So that's why we um, reach out to engineers. We reach out to physicians. We reach out to teachers. We reach out to um, those that are in sports. We reach out to the architects so that girls can see themselves in the eyes of somebody who is where they want to go. Or maybe they never thought that was possible for them. If I had never seen Mariah Carey, if I had never seen Whitney Houston, if I had never seen Naomi Campbell, I would never have thought it possible that a skinny black girl could be a model or a singer, an actress. Um, So it's very important that representation 
um, is prevalent. And that is why I ran for Mrs. Nebraska, not once, but twice, um, because I've seen that there is not that much representation of diversity. And that's something that I hugely advocate for. And I will continue to do that. Sometimes when you are the only, it is very lonely. But hear me now, young people, that might be the very reason that you were called to be that one person that stands up for the many who don't see that representation. So don't let it stop you if you're the only girl. You're the only girl in robotics. You're the only girl in mathematics. You're the only girl in your tech class. It does not matter. Be that only and stand proud as a unicorn because guess what? There's somebody that's looking at you to see just how far you will go. Absolutely. And I, I think about that so often um, and for for me as well, and I've shared this with my students, that I grew up in a very small town and there just were not people that looked like me or my mom. Um, and, you know, it did make a difference. It made a difference in the way that I carried myself. And I tried to, ooh, girl, I tried to straighten my hair. I tried to iron <laughs> it. I tried, I mean, it was, it was, the, it was the thing. And then coming to the fact where, you know what, it's okay to be unique and it's okay to, it's okay to stand out and there's going to be people that maybe don't approve of you, but there's going to be people that love you exactly mm-hmm. for who you are. And I so admire your strength, Rachel, and that's so very important. So young, young girls, young people stand up, um, be, be that trailblazer, that's be that right. trailblazer. Uh, when in your life, this is such a crazy question because I feel like we could talk about this but maybe your maybe one of your most favorite times or or a a time that really stood out to you when in your life can you can did you just think to yourself I made a difference like this is what I'm supposed to be doing I made a difference oh there's so many there's so many and um but I will tell you this it's not in the loud moments it's not when I'm in, in front of a crowd of people. It's not when somebody tags me in a post. It's when I can sit down with a young lady and they say, I never thought I would be able to do any coding. I didn't think that was um, something that I would be able to do. But through your program, you helped me to see that it's okay to be exactly who I am. Um, And that's just one testimony that I'll always keep in my heart um, sometimes when you think you're running different programs and things like that, you don't think that they're effective because nobody really comes back and tells you something. But sometimes it's the one person that comes back and says, you made a difference in my life. Or I keep coming back to this club, even though I've taken it 5,000 times, I'm going to keep coming back because I love the flair that you go girl brings. Um, or it's the email that I get all the way from Asia saying, we'd love to partner with your organization because we love what you're doing. Like you how did you find me? How, how, how do you know what I'm doing? Um, it's in those, it's in those moments that I just hold those near and dear to my heart. Um, it's when I look at my girls, my own girls, and they tell me just how much I mean to them or my sons. Um, and they, they give me a hug and say, you're the best mommy. Those are the moments. Um, so I would say that, um, it's not, it's not the big things, although I love the big things. They, they, they gas me up so good. I love it. I love it. It does good for my ego. But what blesses my heart is in those moments where I have one-on-one when I can look at somebody in the eye and I know they've been changed. You are the embodiment of, I think that 
in a world that is continuing to work for the applause, you are working towards the cause and you are the real deal. Um, and I'm, I'm so very, I'm just very inspired by you, Rachel. Thank you, um, Carl. Thank very you. much so. And speaking of your beautiful children, there's a lot of mamas out there. This, this show is geared towards young people, but what is, what is your favorite aspect of, of being a mom? Oh, man. My kids give me so much to live for, so much content. I don't, I won't, I don't think I'd have as much of a book that I have without my children um, because their perspectives are so just interesting. I mean, just think about it. You are in charge of bringing up, navigating, and pointing a human being toward their future. There is nothing more rewarding in life than being a mom. And I said this when I got interviewed a, a while back that being a mom is one of the most thankless jobs out there. I think that people um, might not give it as much credit as it needs. A lot of people say, oh, I'm just a housewife or you're just a single mom. Or, uh-uh. If you are a mother, you alone should carry any any type of accolade or award because if especially if you're a mother of multiple children yes that's different personalities that is different things going on I've got a child in preschool elementary school junior high high school those that are in college and beyond I'm touching every single sphere and the most rewarding part is when they can tell me something that I've told them a long time ago or when I hear them tell telling somebody else and I know that I've planted that seed when they're successful when I know that they're just okay being themselves that is the most rewarding part for me. I think that that's so important and I love what you said because I hear that unfortunately all too often where it's well I'm just you know I'm just a, I'm just a mom. I'm like don't ever say that. I would I would, you could come and do, you could come and do my, (laughs) no, I, I mean that it is the most important job that you will ever have. And, and enough with mom shaming, Mm -hmm. especially from another woman that may or may not have children or their children are gone. A lot of people may frown down upon a woman who is at home and does not want to come out and they're homeschooling their child or they're working from home because, and, and that's the category I fit in. Don't, for a second thing, and I put this on my LinkedIn, that having children is a barrier to somebody else's productivity because it's quite the contrary. If I can run all this and run a business, you better believe that I've got something going on. So uh, kudos to the mothers out there. You are doing your thing, and it's not just, it is this and. Yes, absolutely, 100%. Um what would you tell a young person hoping to make a difference in their community or follow a dream? What I would say to anyone is, like we talked about before, don't look at the lights. Find your passion and follow that path towards your passion. And when you're following your passion, you're also going to run into your purpose. And when you're fulfilling your purpose, you are going to make a difference. When you're following things that are not your path, you're not going to run into your purpose. It's going to feel hard for you. It's going to feel like a job. But when you match your passion with your purpose, you will make an impact. And impact does not mean I've been in front of a crowd of 5,000 people. Impact means that you're touching hearts one heart at a time. 
one step at a time, one page at a time. Don't think that you have to do this grand gesture in order to make a difference. If you're planting flowers, plant them with excellence. If you're doing math equations, do it with excellence. If you're tutoring, tutor with excellence. If you're babysitting, babysit with excellence. Because those seeds that you plant today are going to sprout up tomorrow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Who was a mentor, teacher, or impactful person in your life, and how did they help you? Oh, my goodness. See, now you're going to get me in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to say that my grandmother, Hattie Lou Babs. I love that name. um, She is such a special lady. I remember when I was in Arkadelphia, Arkansas, my parents used to drop us off for the summer, and I wanted to run with the big girls. I was little, and I couldn't go with them. And my grandma would take me under her wing. She'd read the Bible to me. She'd take me to rummage sales, and I think you guys call it garage sales. And she cultivated my love for books. I love to read. I have so many books my husband wants me to give them up. Um, But she did something when she read the Bible to me. She made those stories come alive. She got this big old Bible that you probably don't even want to carry today. And she would open it up and she'd read these stories. And I would see Jonah in the well and I would see these things. And then she would take me to the rummage sales and I would get these books, American Girl with the doll. Even though it was used, I, I thought it was brand new. And I will never forget her stories. And we can talk on the phone today. She's 84 years old and she's still working. What a blessing. She takes care of people that are her age and older. And she does it because she finds that it's a ministry. She's serving the people. And in that, I find myself because I'm serving the people. I am doing what I love to do, and that is connecting with people, whether it's on the phone as a reservation specialist, customer relations, project management, now public speaker. I'm touching people, and I learned how to do that by watching my grandma. So she's one person. Um, I've had other mentors along the way, but if I really stop and think, Miss Hattie. Miss Hattie, you're you're. Granddaughter Rachel is a living testament to the seeds that you planted, and we're grateful if it's it, when it started with her, and, and it did, that that you're here and that you're doing what you're doing. Yep. So thank you. Um, so I think we got a little bit of a preview in the beginning. What What is next for Rachel Fox? Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> well. Get an education with an edge gets it first. No. <laughs> Well, um, like I said before, um, I am really excited. It's been a long time coming. People have asked me, when are you going to write a book? That belongs in a book. You've been through so much. What are you going to write? When are you going to write? And I've been saying I'm going to write a book or I have written a book. And what I found during this pandemic, it allowed me the opportunity to take a pause and really um, peel back another layer of myself. It's not that I didn't know who I was. It is that I was able to rediscover another layer of myself because I'd look at my writing and I'd say, that's good, but it's not me. 
it's that's the polished version of me. No, 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 no. I would take a, a nearly perfect, fully written book and I just scrap it. And I actually went through another process to where I've really found my footing in authentic authentic writing voice. And I'm really pleased with um, this new book that's coming out this year, uh, Back to Me. So that's going to be coming out. Um, What else is on the horizon for me? There's so many different things. You may see me doing some more acting, um, some more modeling, definitely no more kids, no more kids. Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) I'm done with I'm done with that. Please, baby Jesus. Please, baby. <laughs> no more children. Um, <laughs> and I hear some moms like saying, you know what you stops know. that. But anyway, that's that's not for the kids. Anyway, might be doing a little bit more with my nonprofit organization, expanding and growing in that in that sense. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're just endless possibilities. More speaking, more engaging with people. Um, definitely pre-order the book, Back to Me. I hope that it will help you. I hope you see yourself in my story. And I'm open to whatever God has for me in my future. So that's where that's where it is right now. There have been talks of me running for office um, in the near future. We'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Com- coming soon. Yes. Well, I... You have my vote, and I know oh. I know many others uh, would band around you in support. Um, so, and on that note, what this is always a zinger of a question. What What do you want your legacy to be? Oof. <laughs> I know. I always like towards the end. <laughs> legacy, legacy, legacy. You know, I was reading a book, um, and it's it's called Every Good Deed. And the gist of it really is basically marrying God's work with your work. And there is a specific chapter that I hung my heart on, and it was about making a name for yourself. So many times we as people look to find our piece of pie in the sky. We look to find notoriety. We look to find fame. We look to find all these different things. But at what cost? And so if I were to say what my legacy would be, I would say that the people who knew me knew that my heart was for people, was for my family, was for ensuring that my children have an inheritance um, and that you'll see my legacy live on in my nonprofit organization and the words that I've spoken Um, And that my life was not about me, but that it was about empowering, encouraging, and inspiring others. And if somebody put that on some type of eulogy, I would say job well done. But then again, I'd be in heaven not worrying about my legacy, now would I? (laughs) That is maybe, quite potentially, not to offend any of my other guests, the most beautifully written, the most beautifully spoken word about, Mm. about what what legacy truly means. Thank you. Um, finally, final question. I know I'm long-winded. Um, if there was one quote or motto that you live by, what is it? Oh, my favorite quote is by my great-great-grandfather, Reverend E.R. Gaines. And he says, be who you is and not who you ain't 
Because if you ain't who you is, you is who you ain't. Yes. <laughs> Let that sink in. Marinate on that. <laughs> Listen, play that back a few times. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, Rachel, I definitely speak for myself and for my audience when I say that we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for the work that you are doing and the lives that you are changing, not just in our community, um, but nationwide and worldwide. And we are so very honored that you could have this time with us with Thank your you. insanely busy schedule. <laughs> and we are excited to stay tuned to everything that Rachel has um, in her future. And, and I will I will say it here, I feel like the best is yet to come for you, young lady. Thank and you. so... Um, we, we are here to support you, and we love you, and thank you for speaking love and light into children's lives all over the world. Um, let's talk a little bit about where people can find you, be it social media, be it website. I know you got yeah. so much going on, and people are going to want to run out and pre-order that book, including me. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'll have the link available on my website. My website is racheldfox.com. That's R-A-C-H-E-L. D, like Denise Fox, like the animal dot com. Um, you can also get me on any social media media handle at Rachel D Fox, except for Twitter. It's Mrs. Rachel D Fox. Um, so if you can't find me with, in any of those channels, child, you're not looking hard enough. OK, <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you so much again, Rachel. You are a bright light in a in a in a dark world. And so we are so, so very grateful for you. Thank you for being with us Thank here you. today on Education with an Edge, the podcast dedicated to our youth because we believe that every child matters and you should too. They are our future. Have a great day and thanks for listening. If you have a question or just want to learn more, go to jaquellelane.com. Thanks for listening to Education with an Edge. A Huda Media Production.